This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic on Bloomberg Radio. Well, just this past Friday, we got a blockbuster monthly jobs report. Still, though, millions out of work. One thing we saw during the pandemic, that lower-level workers were often hit harder than senior-level workers who could easily pivot and do their jobs at home. Amid all of this, we've been talking to leaders about how work is shifting. Here were some thoughts on that. The heads of two executive and high-end talent search and acquisition firms who recently joined forces. Let's bring in Jody Greenstone-Miller. She's founder and CEO at Business Talent Group. Jody on the phone in Los Angeles. And then on the phone in Washington, D.C., Hydric and Struggles President and CEO, Krishnan Rajagopalan. Um, folks, nice to have you here with us. Tell us, first of all, about how you got together. Jody, we've talked with you several times before about what's going on in the workplaces uh, and what's going on in partnerships. Why did you want to do this deal and join forces? Well, thanks for having us. Um, sure. It's an exciting day. We are just thrilled to uh, to be joining forces with Hydric and Struggles, which is, you know, as you probably know, uh, one of the leading brands in executive search and leadership consulting, but is also a pioneer and actually created the industry. So it's appropriate that they are now taking, you know, the really bold step of uh, recognizing that on-demand high-end talent is going to be an important piece of the future. Um, I should let Krishnan chime in on, on why he was excited about that, but we couldn't be more excited um, as a chance to really uh, grow and expand uh, the platform that we have built. Well, Krishnan, come on in on this. I mean, talk yeah. to us about, you know, why did joining forces make sense and why now specifically? Great. Thank you for having us on the call as well. Uh, look, we, uh, we're truly excited about this acquisition. Uh, Hydric is, is the uh, first global leadership advisory firm to go beyond search and leadership advisory services to enter the on-demand high-end independent space. You know, BTG is the high-end independent talent space leader, and that combination just made sense to us. A one-size-fits-all approach doesn't work for our clients, and the addition of BTG and the on-demand capability, it, it, it allows Hydric and Struggles to meet all of our clients' top talent needs by offering really a full range of executive and high-end talent solutions, whether that's going to be for an immediate project-based initiative, it could be for an interim executive, or for a permanent placement. So that's what got us really excited. As uh, We've been partnering together for the last two years on an exclusive basis, and we could see the acceleration in demand and what our clients were looking for. So... When it comes to on-demand high talent, this whole concept, it's kind of like the gig economy for senior level execs, right? Or it's like what consulting used to be or how, you know, Jody, how is it different from folks who used to take on consulting gigs in the past? The difference is that we're creating a platform for a global market that will identify the best immediately available talent, people who are former executives, subject matter experts, consultants, project managers, and make that talent available in an accessible way to the world's best companies. So I think the difference is we're taking something that was done a little bit in an ad hoc way, not unlike eBay did with flea markets, Mm -hmm. and making, you know, through technology and, um, and just an understanding that work can be done differently allows us to really change um, what's possible for talent and what's possible for companies. And, and to me, what makes this really exciting is that this acquisition validates the fact that the on-demand talent market at the high level is, in, is important, and it's important to our clients, it's important to Hydrix clients, 
and I analogize it to GM deciding they're going to get into the electric vehicle business. It, it's the future. But what does it mean? Be- yeah. Right, go ahead. No, no, no. Forgive me. Forgive me. Finish up, please. No, I was just saying I think it's the future, and I think it's a unique value proposition for our respective clients that we can do, you know, everything from on-demand to permanent placement. So, Kristen, you know, tell us about some of your clients and what you're hearing from them, because I do wonder if, you know, companies are increasingly not just outsourcing lower-level jobs, but outsourcing in some ways kind of more senior-level jobs, because they can, and they can just pull in a senior executive when they need to for a specific project. I mean, talk to me about kind of the psyche within within some of your clients and what they're looking for. Sure. Um, look, I think the psyche is changing, uh, so I'll talk to that in a second. The clients want agility. Uh, they want flexibility. They want speed. And all of that's only accelerating. So they want the right talent and the right solutions, and they want it now. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of research out there that says that that trend has been going on for a while. Publications such as HBR have uh, written and shown that 90% of business executives believe that on-demand talent will be critical to their future. But what this pandemic has done is it has accelerated that. Not only acceptance of, you know, the fact that people can work where they want, but also how we work. Okay, so the same forces that make uh, companies more open to employees working from home have also opened their eyes to the benefits of tapping different pools of talent of high-end independent talent, because those are sometimes the best pools, skilled former executives who work, who want to work really on their own terms as well and be able to leverage that. So we see our clients very open to that. As I said, we've been partnering for the last two years. We've got so many cases now of where clients have asked us for this type of talent. I want to get back to our conversation. We're talking with Jody Greenstone-Miller, founder and CEO at PTG Business Talent Group. She's still with us from L.A. Also with us is Hydric and Struggles President and CEO, Krishnan Rajakopalan. He is on the phone in Washington, D.C. Hey, what I want to ask both of you is we just had a story cross on the Bloomberg it's among our most read, and it's talking about uh, Jen Psaki of the White House, uh, press secretary, saying that the U.S. government will not issue so-called vaccine passports. Um, what's interesting is I think the world is trying to figure out how do we get global travel back. And I do wonder, Kristen, let me talk to you in terms of your business and what you're seeing, that what do we need to make kind of the business community feel secure, and how will that maybe impact talent acquisition? Yeah, um, Terrific question, and we're looking into a crystal ball here uh, to, to answer that one. But, look, I, I, I think we just need to feel safe, and right now uh, that perspective isn't, isn't quite out there. So uh, I do believe passports uh, at least are indicative of some level of, of, of safety and environmental controls and, and, safe, and health controls in, in different places. So uh, I think you'll need something that looks like that, if, if not all that for for people to feel comfortable. I think people are feeling comfortable getting on planes uh, now, but uh, landing at the destination and then perhaps being trapped there, uh, given how things are changing, makes people feel uncomfortable. So I I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, global business travel uh, is going to be dependent on uh, increasing the comfort level uh, for people to be able to do that. Hey, Joe, do you want to weigh in? I'm curious about what you think about that. I mean, we're a company that's always been comfortable with remote work, and Mm -hmm. so it's actually less of an issue, um, both for our talent and for BTG. And, in fact, I think some of the um, 
some of the changes that we think will um, remain after the pandemic is that there will be a greater percentage of work um, done even at the most senior levels, you know, remotely. And so I think on the one hand, um, everything Christian says is, is right for getting back to in person, but I also think you'll see more and more people comfortable with remote. Interesting. Well, let's talk a little bit a little bit further when it comes to this remote versus hybrid. We did a big work shift event here at Bloomberg last week talking with heads of companies. And, you know, there's gaps between leaders feel like things are going pretty well. There's a lot of lower level workers, especially younger ones who feel like, wait a minute, I'm not getting the FaceTime that I'd like to get. And I kind of want flexibility, but I also want FaceTime. Jody, where is it all going in your view? think you're going to end up with a mix. I think people are really individual. Some people like to work remotely. Some people don't. Um, I think that is not limited to one level or another. I think it's a, a personal preference. And I think organizations are going to have to accommodate both. And shifting, you know, the ability to have some in-person and some remote. And it's going to be a, a much more fluid, agile, flexible environment. you agree, Krishnan? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's going to be a, a hybrid environment without uh, any question. Uh, I do think we need to figure out uh, that we are we leveraging everything in remote to develop people as well, and are we bringing them along? I mean, there's a there's a beauty to a Zoom screen that it uh, democratizes everybody on the screen and allows you to bring others as well. So I think there's opportunities to develop people that people maybe are not thinking about as well that we need to to push on in that side of the world as well. So when it goes to, you know, going back to what we kicked off with and you folks getting together and talking about on-demand high talent, Kristen, is there certain industries where you in particular see where companies want a senior level experienced uh, executive to work for a project? Does it really kind of take off in in certain industries or is it rather broad-based? It is rather broad-based is what we're seeing. Uh, There are some that are probably a bit more advanced than others, but uh, I think the conversation is going on in all industries. And in terms of pay, is it equivalent? Like, I'm just curious how it works. Jody Barry, you're probably best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Jody. Uh, on the, um, I was just going to answer on the industry. I mean, we've yeah. seen life sciences be early adopters, mm, and okay. that makes sense because they're project-based by drug almost. Each drug is a project. But, you know, the, the kinds of things this community of talent can do – is quite broad. They can do market assessments, they can develop an e-commerce strategy, they can do a a PPE supply chain, or they can be an interim CFO. So it really does cut across industry and function. And, you know, in terms of um, salaries and income, you know, you can can price yourself. And um, if you've got a skill that is in high demand, if you're a blockchain expert or have something that is really in demand, you get to set your price. So it's a, you know, it is really a market, and um, independent talent, which is really a choice that most of these um, executives and professionals are making, is something that they've decided is the right way for them to at least spend a portion of their career. And that's driving a lot of this, which is the talent preference to work in a different way. Now, Jody, I know we've talked about this before, but in terms of those that seem to excel doing on-demand you know, work for companies, whether it's a job for a few months or maybe a year or so, is it a certain kind of demographic that you're noticing? It's not a demographic as much as it's a, a temperament. It's people who mm. like to do the work, who like to roll up their sleeves. Um, we certainly know that millennials are very interested in working this way. It's people who like being independent, you know, who like deciding what they work on and who they work for. 
um, and it's people who want to control their career in a different kind of way. And Christian, while we've got you, and I, I, maybe I can pose this to both of you as we wrap up, when you look at the market environment, I mean, one of the things that has really weighed on all of us in the last year as we got through the you know early months of the pandemic and even some of the later months last year is just the lack of visibility <laughs> in what's next. How do you see the market environment right now? What does the economy look like? You've got a global picture on that. Yeah, I mean, I think the... Um the, the markets and the economy have been surprisingly healthy, is what I would say, um, uh, you know, at least up to this stage right now. So I think uh, they're feeling more buoyant than they were uh, in the fourth quarter of last year. So I think there's some positivity in the market. And, and generally speaking, it's true globally, is what I would say, mm. uh, in terms of what we're seeing. And Jody, your thoughts on that? You know, we're seeing uh, record demand uh, and interest, and I think that's, uh, you know, I've always thought we were a little bit of a leading indicator that as the economy starts to come back, companies are interested in getting back to work, particularly for growth and innovation, and um, I think that is a good sign. I think there's still obviously uncertain hurdles um, that we all have our eye on, but so far I think um, people are feeling good about the future. Well, i got to say, great to catch up with both of you. We do watch the labor force, and it has evolved a lot in a big way over the past year. And it's interesting. I know, Jody, we've talked about this with you before, but, Kristen, great to get your views, too, on how we're seeing, especially when it comes to senior-level positions, just this whole concept of on-demand talent. It's really fascinating. Uh, Jody Greenstone-Miller, founder and CEO at Business Talent Group, and Hydric and Struggles President and CEO, Krishnan Rajagopalan, joining us. For the whole Bloomberg Business Week team, have a safe and good evening, everyone. I'm Carol. Master. This is Bloomberg.